All right, I've said enough. Brother Albritton, we love you. Love your family. Thankful God put you here. And uh, he brought you here for such a time as this. And we want you to come. We want you to take your liberty. We want you just to preach to us what the Lord has put on your heart tonight. I'm ready to be preached to. How about you? Praise God. God bless you. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, can we put our hands together and clap our hands to the Lord one more time tonight? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Ah, yes. Yes. Oh, how many is glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? I said, how many is glad when they said unto you it's church time? It's time to go to church. Oh, it feels good in the house. Feels good. Heard some beautiful, beautiful singing. Man, you see, the worship team was doing their job tonight. We were doing it. Y'all were doing it. Ushering us into the presence of God. And that special song, Pastor, I was thinking the same exact thing. Boy, man, Brother, brother Golf had some soul in there somewhere. Boy, he was, he was pulling on it. He was pulling on it. Really? <laughs> he was pulling on it. But like Abraham said, we be brother. We be brother. Ah, tonight, church family. Can we turn to Genesis 26? Genesis 26. So glad to see everyone in the house of the Lord. How many is ready to hear from God? How many is ready just to have a little more church? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Appreciate Love Pastor tonight, his hard work with that podcast. I know he enjoys it. I know he enjoys it, spends a lot of time, but it's still a sacrifice and the furtherance of the gospel to reach reach souls worldwide. So thank God he's given his life to that. Genesis 26. If you have any problem finding Genesis, praying for you. We're going to pray for you. Genesis 26, verse 17. If you got it, say amen. And Isaac departed thence and pinched, pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water, which they had digged in the days of Abraham his father. For the Philistines had stopped them after the death of Abraham. And he called their names after the names by which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found their well of springing water. Going to take emphasis on verse 18. And it says, and Isaac digged again. Isaac digged again. Going to use as a title tonight, Don't Stop Digging. Don't Stop Digging. Uh, Can you turn to somebody? Can you turn to somebody and tell them, Don't Stop Digging? No matter what the devil throws your way, don't stop digging. Uh, Can you put your Bibles down? And I know as we headed into Thanksgiving week, uh, but we don't have to wait till Thursday to tell God thank you. I said we don't have to wait till Thursday to tell God thank you. Uh, I know there's something in your mind, something in your life that you can thank God for. 
And before we ask God for anything, we're going to thank Him for everything tonight. Said, so let's go to the Lord in prayer. Thank Him, church family. Let's thank Him for a church family. Oh, God, we thank you. Oh, God, we thank you, Jesus, for a church family, for a pastor, a leader in our lives. God, we thank you for your presence. Oh, before we ask you for anything, we're thanking for you for everything. Oh, for the gift of the Holy Ghost, we thank you. God, we thank you for this atmosphere here tonight. We don't take your presence for granted, Jesus. Oh, God, but we're asking you, God, to do a work that only you can do. Heal, save, deliver, spirit of a living God, dwell with us. Walk about, stay a while. Jesus, throw your weight around in the place. We'll be so careful to give you all the glory and all the honor. And with the church, say amen. Can you clap your hands once again as you be seated? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Uh, as, we, as I launch out here from my title, Don't Stop Digging. Church family, I just uh, came to tell somebody, don't give up. I said, don't give up. No matter what the devil throws your way, don't give up. Ah, the devil has a way of throwing things in our, in our way, and the circumstances of life comes to try us. Uh, Daniel 7.25, just going to read the first part of it, and he says, And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High. That is the devil's job. I said, that is the devil's job, to throw Everything in your face, everything in your way, everything to discourage you from living for God. He, that's his job, to wear out the saints of the God, of the living God. I just came to tell somebody, no matter what he throws your way, don't give up. Don't stop digging wells. Don't stop living for God. 1 Corinthians 15, 57, it says, But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Would somebody say amen? It says, therefore, brethren, be ye steadfast. That means standing fast. Stand fast, my brethren. Be strong in the Lord. And it goes on to say, unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. Uh, I just came to tell somebody, no matter what the devil tells you, it's still worth it. I said it's still worth it. I don't care what goes on around you. It's still worth it to come in here and pray and live for God. No matter what, it's still worth it. 
It says your labor, your labor is not in vain. And I know the devil will tell you, why are you doing all that? Why you don't have to live that way? You don't have to live a separated life. There's people all around that saying it's not important. It's not important. Live like us. Live like us. Oh, but they believe they're going to heaven. But I, I got news for them. It says a separated life is still important. Oh, living a holy life is still essential for salvation. Ah, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Always abounding. Keep yourself involved in the work of God. I said keeping yourself involved in the work of God. Even though it feels like people come, people leave. But my God, I'm still here. I'm still here. It's still worth it. Your labor, your labor is not in vain. Your labor is not in vain. Uh, but remember, church family, there is a cause. There is a cause that we do this. First uh, Samuel 17, 28. First Samuel 17, 28. Just going to go through some verses here. A very familiar story about David and Goliath. If you spend any time in the church, around the church, you're going to know this story. Uh, but we're going to just go through a first, uh, go through a, just a couple of verses here. First Samuel 17, 28. And it says, And Eliab, the eldest brother, heard when he had spake unto men, and Eliab's anger was candle, kindled against David. And he said, Why camest thou down hither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep? In the wilderness, I know thy pride and the naughtiness of thy heart, for thou art come down, for thou mightest see the battle. And David said, here we go, and David said, what have I now done? Is there not a cause? Just came to tell somebody, is there not a cause? Remember, there's a lost and dying world out there. Is there not a cause to live this life? Is there not a cause to fight this battle? Just a little backstory here. We're going to back up and tell you the story. Uh, I can imagine David as he came down to the battle. He looked around and saw the Philistines, saw the army, saw the army of the Lord. And I'm pretty sure he looked around. And this is why the statement that he said, he, you, if you remember, uh, Goliath had been breathing out, just saying all kinds of stuff, talking against the God, Jehovah, just talking against him he said send me a man and if you remember uh, the, the army of the Lord was just shaking in fear just shaking in fear and I would imagine David came down and said what in the world are y'all scared of if I can use the vernacular of the street what in the world are y'all scared what in the world are y'all shaking in your boots you know the God you serve I said, do you know the God you serve? Um, that's where I get sick and tired of saints. I said, running from the devil. I said, why are you running from the devil? 
I know he might sell you, as I heard somebody say, wolf tickets, whatever that's supposed to mean. Ah, but I know he'll sell you some lies, and you'll find saints of God believing it. I said, don't you know that's his job to lie to you? I said, that's all he's going to do is lie to you. But my God, why are you you believing it? Why are you running from it? Is there not a cause? He said, David said, is there not a cause to fight this giant? Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause to keep on fighting? Why are you scared? Why are you scared? And I believe it was for 40 days that he said Goliath stood out there. 40 days, 40 days. And then came David. I said, didn't came David. Didn't came David. Somebody to stand up to the giant. And as we know, he knocked the giant down, took his sword, and killed the giant. And then the children of Israel had a great victory from that day. And I'm here to tell somebody, you stand up to your giant. I said, you stand up to your giant. You stand up. Said, the God I serve, I might make a beach in my own flesh, but the God I serve, he's much bigger. He says, greater is he that is in me. That is he that's in the world. Is there not a cause? Is there not a cause, church family? Is there not a cause? Don't stop believing. Don't stop don't stop Jude 1 3 it says beloved when I gave all diligence to write on you of the common salvation it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith that was once delivered unto the saints Ah, keep on fighting it says earnestly contend for the faith Earnestly contend for the faith. Church family, I want us to consider something. What is your source of strength? When it does get hard, when it does get tough, what is your source? Uh, As you can tell from my title, I'm going to talk about wells. The Bible says, Isaac digged wells. He digged wells, the Philistines came behind and filled them up with all kinds of trash. But he's believed in those wells enough and knew the importance of a well. If you know anything about the source of water, that, that is life. Water equals life. You cannot live long without water. You can live without food for a certain amount of days and uh, many days, but go without water just a couple of days. You'll feel something. You will feel, you will feel the importance of water. But it said, well, I'm going to go through what is your source. What is your source of strength? The importance of a well. Just going to read Psalms 1 and 1. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law doth he meditate day and night. It says, verse 3, and he shall be like a tree 
planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Ah, uh, but it says, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. That's the importance of the water. If you know anything about the tree, the root system is so important. The big old tree, you can see it go up high, high, high into the sky. But man, when you look at the root system and see where it goes, when a tree is by water, it's so strong. I said it's so strong that when the winds blow, when the winds blow, it might bend, it might bend to a Side, but I'm here to tell you it won't break I said it won't break I said it won't break and the point I'm trying to make that's the importance of a prayer life that water that source that source that root system and that's why you look at some seasoned saints and you see and you say man how can they survive this so long but you know why that root system is so it's by that water they gonna sneak away in a day sometime in the day and say thank you Jesus thank you Jesus every time the door are open you're gonna see them walk in uh, I might not have nothing to do but I just came I just came to the house of God I just came to the house of God because this is my strength this is my source of strength that's why the importance of the Holy Ghost I said the importance of the Holy Ghost it's that source. It helps us. It helps us live above sin. You can't do it on your own. I say you can't do it on your own. Ah, the devil has a direct line to you when you don't have the Holy Ghost. I said he has a direct line to defeat you. But man, when you get the Holy Ghost, you can have that power to live above sin. It's the importance of the Holy Ghost. That root system goes in and you don't see it, but it's there. It's there, that source, that source of life. I'm reminded of a story. They was, I've heard somewhere, they said it was a blackout in New York City. A total blackout, New York City. And they looked around, everything was out, but it seems like the, they looked up and they said that they saw the Statue of Liberty. And they, they looked it up and they said, man, why? The Statue of Liberty light was still on. And they said, why? Why is that? Why is that? Why is that? Uh, everywhere else is blacked out. Everywhere else there's no electricity. But so the engineers went and looked. They looked at it. They looked at it. And they, they said, why? Why is the Statue of Liberty still have power? After all, everything's blacked out. But then they looked and they, they did their research. And when they found out the Statue of Liberty was plugged into Pennsylvania's electrical system. Ah, uh, that's why New York didn't have it, but Pennsylvania still had it. So guess what? That's why that, liberty, that Statue of Liberty was still shining bright. It was still shining bright. And that's how it is when you have the Holy Ghost. That's how it is. The world around you can be dark. The world around you can be dark. Everybody can be discouraged, but I'm still shining bright because I know my God. I know my God. 
and the source is the source of my strength. The importance of salvation and the importance of doing it the right way, doing it the water way, the strength of sin. After you repent of your sins, fall down on the altar and turn your life over to God. Get baptized in Jesus' name. I'm telling you, child of God, there is life in the water. There's healing in the water. There's strength when you go down in Jesus' name and come up a new creature. Ah, but it says, John 7, 37, ah, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the Scripture have said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believed on him should receive for the Holy Ghost. And it was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. But I'm here to tell you now, tonight he show is now. The Holy Ghost is flowing. The Holy Ghost is flowing now. It's available for whomsoever will. Let him come. Let him come. Let him come. And drink of the rivers of living water. Uh, going to our text tonight, Genesis 26, 12, we see here the story of Isaac going behind his father Abraham and going through his land. It says, I'm going to pick up here at verse 12, Genesis 26 and 12, then Isaac sold in that land and received in the same year, a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. He was a blessed man. A blessed man. He reaped a hundredfold. Verse 13. And the man waxed great and went forward and grew until he became very great. For he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds. And a great store of servants. And the Philistines envied him. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. Just like the devil. Ah, They said, Abraham, Abraham, these are some old wells. Philistines came behind him and said, oh, we're going to fill him with earth. We're going to fill him with earth uh, so nobody can use him now. These were wells that Abraham had used. The flow of water that was so rich and so vital. But the Philistines, just like the devil, comes in your life and feels things in your heart. Puts things in your mind and feels them and stops up your source of life. And it says... Uh, verse 15, for all the wells which his father's servant had digged in the days of Abraham, his fathers, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. And Abimelech said unto Isaac, go from us, for thou art much mightier than we. 
And Isaac departed thence and pitched his tent in the valley of Jar and dwelt there. And Isaac digged again the wells of water which he had digged in the days of Abraham his father for the Philistines I'm just going to insert the devil the devil had stopped them after the death of Abraham and he called their names after the names by which his father had called them see as I said before that's how important Isaac felt about these he said you know what there's a reason my daddy built these wells there's a reason why he dug them where he dug them there's some importance to it child of God there's some importance of what we do what we do there's some importance and the devil will try to come in your mind and fill it with things and say it's not important it's not important but I need somebody to be like Isaac and I'm saying I want these wells I'm gonna dig again I don't care what the devil did. I'm going to dig again. Verse 19. And Isaac's servants digged in the valley and found there a well of springing water. Said Isaac, said, oh yeah, we're going to dig again and find the well. And he broke some water. And there was a well springing with water. Uh, Isaac, the hand of God was on Isaac because that's what Abraham had promised him. If you remember, uh, the, the, the God told Abraham that his descendants were going to be like the stars. And as the sand on the sea, uh, it, it was the promise of God. So the hand of God was on Isaac. And it says, And Isaac servants digged in the valley and found their well of springing water. Verse 20, And the herdmen of Gerar did strive with Isaac's herdmen, saying, The water is ours. And he called the name of it Essek, because they strove with him. As many of us know, if you've been here any time, pastor loved to say words mean things. Somebody say Essek. I uh, looked up the word Essex, and it goes, and he called the name, the well Essex, which signifies contention. The reason of the name follows because they strove with him, and wrangled, continued, and disputed with him on whose right it was. It was some contention to Essex. All of a sudden, Isaac found water. Then all of a sudden, the Philistines want to come to him and say, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, it's really ours. This is ours. Ain't it just like the devil? The moment you see somebody fall on the altar, receive the Holy Ghost, all of a sudden family members got a problem. You didn't have a problem when I was doing all kinds of other crazy stuff. You was watching me go in and out. You was fine with it. All of a sudden now I want to go to church. All of a sudden you got a problem with it. Just like the devil. Essex. Contention. All of a sudden you find something. Then all of a sudden, that's contention. That's contention. Just like the devil throws up something. All of a sudden, Essex. Verse 21. And they digged another well. See, that's why I like Isaac. Just man falleth seven times, ariseth back again. Can't keep a good man down. You can't keep a good woman down. You can't keep a good child of God down. Isaac said, okay, mess with me. I'm going to dig again. 
He said he digged again. We're in verse 21. And they digged another well, another well, excuse me, and strove for that also. And he called the name Sidna. Everybody say Sidna. And he called the name of it Sidna, which signifies hatred. Listen to this now. It being out of hatred and malice to him that they gave him so much trouble. From this word, Satan has his name, and these men were diabolical, spirit envious, spiteful, and malicious. Look at that. He named it Sidna. Because then all of a sudden, they wanted to come for that well. He said, oh, I came to tell somebody the devil is a liar. I said, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. The devil thought he had me, but I got away. I said, the devil thought he had me, but I got away. Ah, somebody, you might feel like you're at Sidna right now. You might feel like you're at Sidna. Man, everything's against me. Man, everything is in my way. Everything seems like the devil is having his way. Because you're at Sidna. And they came for that one. Sidna. But I'm so glad the story doesn't end there. So glad the story doesn't end there. Verse 22. And he removed from this. Isaac said, you acting crazy. Don't somebody feel like that every now and then? That's why the importance of Holy Ghost. People ask me, oh man, is it, do you need the Holy Ghost to be saved? Well, first of all, yes. You do need the Holy Ghost to be saved. But number two, I say you need the Holy Ghost to go to Walmart. You need the Holy Ghost to go to work. You need the Holy Ghost to drive some places in crazy traffic. Yes, you need the Holy Ghost. But this is, this is why he strove or moved, moved from thence to dig another well. Verse 22, follow this. And for that they strove not. All of a sudden, he gets to this place. I don't know what about this place. They Philistines seem like they weren't interested in this. He said, for they strove not. And he called the name of it Rehoboth. Oh, somebody hear this right now. Called the name of it Rehoboth. For he said, for now the Lord hath made room for us. And we shall be fruitful in that land. Ah, just came to tell somebody, keep on digging. Ah, keep on digging. I know they said no. I know they said no. I know it looks impossible. But my, if you keep digging, guess what? You're going to get to Rehoboth. I said we're going to get to Rehoboth. I said, look at that. The Lord hath made room for us. That's a shout right there. I said, that's a shout right there. Oh, somebody, you're about to be in Rehoboth. We're about to make it to Rehoboth. But you got to keep digging. You got to keep fighting. 
I said, you might have been in Hessek. Oh, the devil might have threw everything in your way. But then you went to Sidna and said, man, it felt like it got worse. I said, it felt like it got worse at Sidna. I'm trying to do the will of God. I'm trying to do everything I think God wants me to do. But my God, I went to Sidna and the devil came for me. The devil came for me, but I didn't give up. I kept on digging. I kept on digging. I kept on coming to church. I kept on praying. I kept on fasting. I kept on believing. I kept on believing. I said, I kept on believing. Ah, he's coming for your faith, child of God. I said, he's coming for your faith. Because if he can get your faith, he can get you to stop coming. I said, if he gets your faith, he can get you to stop coming. He can get you to stop praying. He can get you to stop believing in God. But man, Isaac said, we got to Rehoboth. We got to Rehoboth. For now the Lord has made room for us. Church family, church family, pastor, I feel like we're headed to Rehoboth. I said, we're headed to Rehoboth. Ah, somebody, let's get ready to go to Rehoboth. It said, for now, the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Oh, I hope you're getting this. I hope you're getting this. He said, for the Lord hath made room for us, and we shall be fruitful. And he called the name of Rehoboth, which signifies broad, spacious places, enlargements. Ah, somebody enlarge your territory. I said enlarge your territory. But you got to keep digging. You got to keep digging. The blessings at Rehoboth. The blessings at Rehoboth. Then Abimelech. Went to him from Gerar and Azahoth, one of his friends, verse 26, Pickle, the chief captain of his army, and Isaac said unto him, Where come ye me, seeing ye hate me, and have sent me away from you? And they said, We saw certainly that the Lord was with thee. And we said, Let there be now an oath betwixt us, even betwixt us and thee. Let us make a covenant that thou would do us no hurt, for we have not touched thee, and we have done unto thee nothing but good, and have sent thee away in peace, and thou art now blessed in the Lord. And he made them a feast, and did eat and drink, and rose up betimes in the morning, and swear one to another, and Isaac sent them away. And they departed from him in peace. And it came to pass the same day that Isaac's servants came and told him concerning the well which they had digged and said unto him, We have found water. We have found water, Isaac. We found water. Ain't that funny? The Philistines all of a sudden wanted to make a league with him. He said, Isaac, you're so blessed. You're so blessed, but we can't beat you. You're so blessed. Everywhere you go, you find water. Everywhere you go, you find water. Everywhere you go now, we can't, we can't beat you, so we might as well join you. Keep digging, somebody. Keep digging. Keep digging. Keep digging. Keep digging. I'm telling you, 
The devil might be throwing some things at you. You might be in Sidna, but I'm telling you, Rehoboth is right around the corner. Rehoboth is right around the corner. Oh, God. But you got to keep digging. Isaac was so blessed. He was so blessed because of what God told Abraham. And as we know, Jacob was coming later. But Isaac was so blessed that everywhere he went, he found water. Feel like it says the blessings are going to follow you. Stay in the fight, child of God. Mark 16, 16, it says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. And they shall speak with new tongues. I'm telling you, the blessings are going to follow you, child of God. The blessings are going to follow you. I don't know what your it is today. I don't know what you need in your life. I don't know what you need. But I'm telling you, if you keep digging, the blessings are going to follow you. The blessings are going to follow you. I don't care what happens, but I'm going to keep digging because I'm fine water. The devil might come and try to do some crazy stuff, but guess what? Pick up my shovel, and guess what? I'm going to try it again. I'm going to dig again. I'm going to dig again. I'm going to dig again. Let's all stand in the place. Let's all stand. Church family, I don't know where life finds you tonight. Don't know where life finds you. Don't know where life finds you. Yes, musicians come. Don't know where life finds you tonight. What situations you face tomorrow, tonight, when you leave this place. I don't know what situation you walked in here with. But I just came to tell you, don't stop digging. I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. Because when you get to Rehoboth, ah, said the Lord, hath made room for me. He made room for me here. Made room for me here. Enough space. Enough space for God to do something in your life. Rehoboth, Isaiah 54. Hope this speaks to somebody. Isaiah 54. 54 verse 1. It says sing. O barren one. It says oh sing O barren. That thou didst not bear. Break forth into singing and cry aloud. For thou didst not travail with child. For more of the children of the desolate. Than the children of the of the married wife, saith the Lord. Ah, that scripture it says, sing, O barren. Really, to say, you really, when you were barren, you really had no business singing. You really had no business singing. You really had no business for joy in your life. But here, I just came to tell somebody, yes, you might be at Essex right now. You might be a sinner, but I'm telling you, sing. Go ahead and sing. 
Go ahead and sing. Sing, O barren one. Verse 2, enlarge the place of thy tent. Let them stretch forth the curtains of thy habitation. Spare not. Lifting thy cords. Strengthen thy stakes. Say, what am I enlarging my place for? You see, I'm barren. You see, I'm barren. You see, I feel like I can't do nothing for God. I feel like I messed up too much. I feel like I failed God too much. But I'm here to tell you, enlarge the place of thy tent. Enlarge the place because we're coming into Rehoboth. We're coming into Rehoboth. Come on, somebody enlarge the place. Enlarge the place. Come on, stretch forth. Enlarge it. Make room for your blessing. I said make room for your blessing. I know the devil told you they wasn't coming. I know the devil said this situation is never going to change. I'm telling somebody, enlarge the place. Get it ready. Get the room ready. Enlarge the place. Enlarge the place. Stretch forth the curtain. And it says, spare not. So that means, oh, when, when you're enlarging. I mean, I, I don't know if I should make it that big. Maybe I should make it a little smaller. smaller. It says, no, 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 spare not. Spare not. Make it big. Make it big. Spare not. Lifting thy cords. Strengthen thy stakes. For thou shalt break forth on the right hand and on the left. And thy seed shall inherit the Gentiles and make the desolate cities to be inhabited. Fear not. Verse 4. Fear not. Don't be scared now, church family. Don't get scared now. Don't get scared now. For thou shalt not be ashamed, neither be thou confounded. For thou shalt not be put to shame. For thou shalt forget the shame of thy youth and shalt not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. This is the word of the Lord tonight. Come on, somebody. Come on, dig again. Dig again. Dig again. I know, I know. I, I know. You start digging, you hit rock. I know, I know. And you feel like, man, guess what? Just going to put the shovel up. I tried this so many times. I hit rock. Oh, like we said, I hit rock bottom. I hit rock bottom. You don't put the shovel up. It ain't working. Nobody loves me. It ain't working. Might as well give up. Somebody, get that shovel in your hand tonight. Get that shovel in your hand. Get that shovel in your hand. Because Rehoboth, <laughs> Rehoboth is there. Rehoboth is right there. Rehoboth is right there. But if you give up, you might not get to Rehoboth. But you're right there. You're right there. 
You shall forget the shame of thy youth and shall not remember the reproach of thy widowhood anymore. Verse 5, for thy maker is thy husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. He said, after you do all those things, singing, enlarging the place, remember, for thy maker is thy husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, that's the God I serve. That's the God I serve. That's the God I serve. And that's why, that's why I can start singing that's why I can start singing. That's why I can enlarge the place of my tent. That's why I can prepare, prepare to get my blessing. Because I know God is on my side. He's on my side. And he's not going to let me down now. He's not going to let me down now. For thy maker is thy husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And thy redeemer, the holy one of Israel, the God of the whole earth, shall he be called. Can we lift our hands all over this place? The altars are open. The altars are open for whatever you need God to do. Because he's my maker. He's the God of the whole earth. Somebody come on, pick up that shovel. Pick it up. Pick up that shovel. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Dig again. Dig again. Don't stop digging. Don't stop digging. Don't stop digging. Oh, I'm going to pick up the shovel again, God. God, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up. Because uh, I know somebody, come on, Rehoboth. Rehoboth is right around the corner. Come on, Rehoboth is in the view. Rehoboth is there for you. You're about to go into Rehoboth. Come on. Oh, God, come on, church family, let's cry out to him. Oh, God. Yes, yes, yes. Most of all. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Never lost my hope. I never lost my joy. I never lost my 
never lost my joy. Can we stand to our feet? Can we stand to our feet? All- 
together now. occasion it's a joyous we get to spend time with friends and family but now we know the circumstances that we in are in our world today some families don't feel comfortable some families not available some families went on and are not able to be together so I just want us to, to pray for one another as we go into this holiday time I know we can't try not to touch each other at this time, but put get somebody in your mind. And as we start to sing this chorus again, I want us to pray for one another that God would be with us. God would strengthen us to just try again to keep on digging. I want us to get you somebody in your mind. Friends, family, people of God, get somebody in your mind. And as we start singing again, I want us to pray for one another. That God would strengthen us. He would be with us through this time. Ah, come on, somebody, let's sing. Let's sing together. (laughs) 